Four years ago, I was basically unemployed. A wanderer with no home. But now, I'm a husband and a father. And I wouldn't have it any other way. I don't know how you did it, Pops. My job was a little less stressful than yours. Oh yeah, I finally got a job. I'm the king of Atlantis. Da, 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 da. You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. Welcome back in, ma'am, fam. Hope you had a great holiday. But we're back talking the movies of 2023 as we round out the year. But don't worry. We still got plenty more movies to talk about from 2023 because the movie year doesn't end for a while. So just in case you refreshed your podcast and you saw, oh, we might have one or two more episodes come out this year and Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom was one of them. Don't worry. We've got <laughs> movies still that we're holding for more relevant times. We're not rounding out. What if we just made this the last episode? Be fitting. As far as we're concerned, this was the end of cinema. Cinema If Jason Momoa can't bring in at least 50 mil on an opening weekend, then what are we even doing this for? We're done. We're just going to retire now. The Patrick Wilson stands (laughs) very upset. They don't celebrate Christmas. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's very conflicting. Um, Well, here we are. The birth of their Christ. Patrick Wilson, yeah. To discuss this one, I'm Kent, joined by Richard and Brian, as always. Fellas, did you have a good Christmas? Did you go to the movies on Christmas? I did. Yeah, we went to see uh, we went to see Migration oh. <laughs> on Christmas. So that Review? Was, uh, I had a great nap, um, so that's, mm. yeah. Lindsay, <laughs> Lindsay... We got out. She was clearly sleeping through. I couldn't see. Cooper was sitting between us. Uh, my mother-in-law usually goes with us on Christmas Day. Um, I looked over at one point. She was asleep. I was like, yeah, I figured. I know I dozed off for like five or ten minutes at one point. And then I looked over and Cooper was also asleep. <laughs> Just like out cold. And I mean, a big part of it was like, you know, he didn't sleep the night before. All the like the, the Christmas excitement and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, he was out cold. We got to the car and Lindsay was like, I was like, how, how long did you sleep in there? And she goes, well, I remember the part where they were, <laughs> where the other ducks came to their pond. And I was like, Lindsay, that was literally three minutes into the movie. Like you just paid, we just paid $9 for you to take a nap, which is fine. Whatever. It's great. You know, but uh, yeah, it was, it was fine. It was a fine movie and a, and a good nap. Heated seats in the theater. Nice touch for for all the parents out there. Just want to have a nice, peaceful nap. Uh, well, I'm glad Migration got some support from you, Brian, because <laughs> it needed it. It did. It did. Uh, third place. I'm looking at the uh, chart that was updated on the, the 22nd, but we don't have, I guess, an updated one that takes the last four days into account. I thought Wonka was going to be the big holiday. Everyone's going to go see that one. And it seems like it's made, you know, decent amount of money, but it wasn't running away with it like I nearly expected it to. Brian, any Yeah, Christmas Day, I've got I pulled up Christmas Day here. Mm-hmm. Uh Aquaman was number two at ten point six mil. Not good. Uh Wonka ten million, second week of release, but the color purple set a record. Or I think a second second all time for Christmas Day Hall wow. at eighteen point one million. So 
That's a mm. uh, Variety. I saw. I did not have a chance to read the article, but I think Variety bumped it up to like the leader for uh, best picture. So gotta huh. Got to make that one happen in the next couple of days or a week or two or whatever, um, since 700 movies came out on Christmas, like always. Uh, make time for all of them. Yeah, interesting to see the strategy for that mm-hmm. one. We'll see if it has any legs. But the subject of this episode, again, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, I believe I saw it took in $25 million over the weekend, Brian. That's something it is, like it is that? currently sitting at... Yeah, forty-six seven million over the weekend, forty-six million domestic now total one hundred twenty-six million worldwide on a two hundred and five million dollar budget. Seems good. Let's start here, fellas. Can we start here really fast? Okay. Do y'all remember how much the first one made? A billion dollars, right? Yeah, yeah. Five five years ago, Aquaman made one point one billion dollars. 335 at the domestic box office. I even pulled up like its uh, its weekly returns. Its third week of release was the number one movie at the box office, and it made more than this one did on opening weekend. So this is where we're at at this point. Wow. Richard is here, by the way. He's just a little under the weather, so he'll be speaking a little yeah, bit less this episode. Limited. limited. I'm, I'm saving my uh, – I'm like LeBron on defense right now. You know. I'm- yeah. Save the energy. Save the reps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you need them the most. Mm-hmm. Well, let's start there. Do you think Warner Brothers and DC did this to themselves with how they've played this entire franchise out? Because you're basically telling the world, the fans, you know, people going to see this, that this doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. This isn't going to go anywhere. And I think that's reflected certainly in the in the box office. Had this... Had they still kept this under wraps or, I, I don't know, not not made this change to the direction of where things are going, this makes double, easily. Same exact movie, plot, people, all that kind of stuff. And so, to me, this is a, let's just make some money back on this thing and move on to the next and write off what we didn't make or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's what it, it's what it seems like. Like, like, let's just try to salvage this thing in terms of the investment we've made and then uh, put it on streaming in January and no one will ever think about it again. And we can, James Gunn can start shooting his, his movie. And so, Mm. yeah. Any, any reaction to that on how the performance or or why it did so poorly? I mean, I did, I do think that's a factor, you know, we've watched this all season, all year, starting with, um, with Ant-Man with the exception of Guardians, which did really well, give mm-hmm. her, I mean, not as well as might have expected, but still made, you know, whatever, 800, 800 million dollars, something like that. Um, it's been a really bad year for, it's been a really bad year for the traditional, it's not just superhero movies, it's kind of traditional tentpole movies. Uh, Indiana Jones was, did not do well. Uh, Mission Impossible did fine, but lost a lot of money because of how much it costs to make. Even like a lot of the, you know, the Disney wish was dead on arrival. Other movies fall into this category too. It's, it's, there's going to be a lot of focus over the night within studios and boardrooms and all this kind of stuff. There's going to be a ton of focus on like, how do we identify the movies that are going to make money again? Because this is dead. So what do we do? How can we pivot it? 
and or resurrect it at some point. Um, so yeah, can't to your point. I, I do think that that is a factor. I think DC screwed themselves over. They're, they're making the right decision to start over with yeah. this stuff. Whether Gunn is the right guy to run that or not, I, I don't know. That will, you know, time will decide on that. They're making the right decision. The way that they put it out there is it's pretty foolish in my opinion because it does give anyone who's thinking about whether or not they're going to go see this movie they have to have in the back of their heads well it doesn't even i mean it's not going to factor into right. anything moving forward and i kind of saw this starting with shazam never... last year at the right. same time right right and yeah. they didn't your, and, yeah loose ends richard to your point. yeah yeah definitely and they didn't you know they actively didn't market it as much as the last one too there's mm-hmm. other reasons for that the strike etc but like the other one made a billion or whatever. And even if this was only, I think if this one was marketed a little better, uh, it wouldn't get to a billion because nothing mm-hmm. superhero does this year, unless like it's guardians. But I think it would be a less kind of uh floppy number, but I, you had the stars of this being like, yeah, <laughs> see it or don't like, it right. doesn't really matter. You know, when you have that just kind of energy out there that, that kind of permeates the culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I guess they did. All that they could. We had Momoa on Saturday Night Live this year doing his normal rounds of being everywhere. But yeah, you're right, Richard. Momoa was even saying, oh, what do you think the future of uh, Aquaman is, Jason? Well, this one does well. We'll make another one, but doesn't look like it's gonna. So it's probably over. That was kind of put out there before it even premiered, I think. So that's not, not great. Now, in terms of this film, guys, actually, I can't call it that. There's no chance any of this was shot on <laughs> shot on film. Good try, though. Good try. I yeah. can't. Yeah. It, does it exist on film anywhere? I don't think so. I don't think it does. General thoughts, reactions to this, Brian, because I know you were there opening day. I think I was there opening day. Did it open on Thursday? I wasn't on there on Thursday, but I did tell you guys off the air. I was like, I'm... I'm Cooper and I are going to see this Friday morning. I'm just going to get it out of the way because I don't want this hanging over my head all Christmas weekend and trying to find a time that I can squeeze this this movie in. So I was not anticipating this. Must be must be very clear on that. Went to see it Friday morning with Coop and some of his friends. There was a moment where I was like, this is worse than The Flash. I didn't think that that was possible. This is worse than The Flash. It got a little better as it went, I guess. But th- this, look... I do not enjoy this character. I, Jason Momoa seems like a, a, a nice dude. I appreciate greatly that he, like Richard, <laughs> Richard said this maybe off here. Maybe he said I don't. I don't remember. But you know, <laughs> when Momoa is out there saying, "Yeah, I don't know. I think this is probably it." Um, we'll see. We'll see if people go see it. Ooh. I respect it so much as compared to what like Zachary Levi did with Shazam yeah. of. Like you guys are the worst. I can't believe you're not supporting my, you know, just being a total, total tool about everything. Uh, I like Momoa the person, I think, or at least I don't, I don't dislike him. I don't, I don't like his on-screen persona at all. It is very much not for me. It is the same thing in every movie, which is fine. There's plenty of actors who do the same thing over and over again. And I like what they do. I do not like this, this bit at all. Um, The kind of, bro chad aquaman i don't i don't really understand the um even the concept behind it like it just seems like a really bad one and then the first one made a billion dollars i'm like well i'm stupid then because um i would have never done that and it made a bill 
maybe maybe I look a little better now. But this does this is a bad character. It's a bad aesthetic to me as well. Generally speaking, I don't enjoy this world like at all at all. And it's you know it's better than like Batman v Superman or some of like the worst of the worst or even the mm-hmm. Flash from earlier this year. But that is it is definitely in the the lower tier. Whereas we have actually seen to me like kind of an uptick with. The Batman, and I kind of like the Shazam movies, even though they're not particularly good. At least they they have an aesthetic that I I like. I really dislike much of of what's what's on screen here, so I'm kind of glad it's over. Or is it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's got to be over. It's got to be over. Yeah, it's a rough, and that the water effect is just so brutal. It just so had so brutal. much insult to injury. Like this could be, you know, like with a lot of this, so much of the. I mean, not that they're well written or performed, but like the aesthetic just sets them so far. They have to work from such a some from so behind from a writing yes. performance point of view because the aesthetic, in my opinion, I guess our opinion on the shows, so sort of coarse and and hideous. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's honestly uh, pretty bad. I have forgotten how bad the underwater talking is and how distracting that is for mm-hmm. most of the time and. Oh, it's never really mentioned and they got this weird underwater effect over their voice the entire time to try to compensate for the fact that they're talking underwater. This movie is just so directionless in terms of, like you said, Brian, I think Mm -hmm. aesthetic or any signature style of what it's bringing. I think I counted like seven movies that it reminded me of (laughs) over the course of Less than two hours, which are, mm. I think it's just right at two hours. So props to this for not being, because I could have totally seen this being like, well, it could be the last one, two hours, 40 minutes. And mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we would all had to sit there through it. So props to them for making this somewhat digestible in terms of how long it was. Aliens, Mad Max, Star Wars, The Thing, The Lord of the Rings. Am I missing any? Those are all... <laughs> blatant kind of rip off aesthetic things that I took from this yeah. movie. It's like, why are you trying to be all of those movies when you could just be Aquaman? There's no real separation in my opinion from the scene we saw in this movie uh, on the underwater highway system. And the one we see at the beginning of attack of the clones with you and McGregor flying uh, with the taxi that came out 20 years ago, basically. Uh, this is doing nothing really to build on anything original or new. It's just, I mean, I don't know how many people were actually on set for this movie. It couldn't have been a, a bunch. You know, Nicole Kidman probably only put in a week on this because it's a freaking CG body double the entire movie. Right. Uh, with her face pasted on in, in certain parts. But she like, might have done any of any movement or anything that's actual going from point A to point B, unless it's Momoa standing in his house with Boba Fett, Mm -hmm. it's going to be just CG body double. And it's so rubbery. It's so fake. Not an ounce of this is believable on screen. (laughs) And so for me, I think Brian, I think Aquaman's a fun character. Unlike everything else that this series gave us, I think he's the one character that kind of has some charisma (laughs) Uh, you know, comparing that to Wonder Woman and Batfleck yeah. and Cavill and 
all the other people he's uh, doing. I thought I thought the first one was like, wow, that this actually could be fun. There's a little bit of energy here, which I haven't, I'm not used to in this series. But then they watered down the second one, <laughs> boom, so hard. That's it. That's the pod. That's the Rotten right. Tomatoes pull Next quote episode. right there. I will. Uh, I will do that. Yeah. Yes. 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 But uh, no, look, he, this is my deal, Kent. On that is is. I do understand why they go this direction with the character. I think it's I think it's the wrong choice, but I, I understand the impetus behind it. It's because this this world is sucks. Like it's not yeah. it the, the water thing is I mean I don't ever want to give Entourage credit for anything, but there's a reason why Aquaman was the bit on on Entourage because it's like this is a completely sick. ridiculous idea for a billion dollar kind of movie. Like we're not so you you take this world you take and and to your point Kent like the rest of of the DCU is so dead and lifeless and and just dull so much of the characters are and so when you have this world and you know it's going to be uh, it's going to be you're you're kind of working from behind you got to find something that's like okay we got to give something that will entertain uh the people so you make this character this is this is why you go this direction I get it I aggressively dislike it. I just think it's the most Gold's Gym kind of dude that is not. I don't. I, with with apologies to Rosillo, I'm I'm not interested in in what we're we're doing here. But I do get the I get the print. I just wish could we have found and <laughs> could we have found a way to make the character fun and interesting in a very dull and lifeless world in underwater and all this stuff without him being chain wallet guy. <laughs> You know, that's right. that's all. Yeah. Right. Well, too late for that. If you saw the first one with the uh, oh, yeah. scene yeah, yeah, with, yeah. where Th- he's shirtless is... with the chain wallet yeah. and has the flask of whiskey and he just it's smashes horrific. the flask. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, just from a, like, take it all the way back to Batman v Superman. Well, what, what even year was that? 2016? 20, it doesn't matter. When you introduce that character, you've made a mistake, I think. Well, the way that yeah, the problem was, was Snyder was the one is, who is came bad. up with the yeah, character of course. and what he's yeah. going to look like, act like, what he needs to be in Justice League, all that For kind sure. of stuff. What, what kind of person do we need to play this? Jason Momoa, he's perfect. Uh, and so, yeah, he, I'm with you on Momoa, but this is like the one character I can bear him as. Like Fast, Fast and Furious, he was <laughs> pretty bad in that, but... I don't know. He put him puts on the Aquaman stuff. I can kind of give the l- ludicrous nature of what he's doing uh, a little bit of a pass. So I liked him better in the first one than I liked him in this one. This oh, totally. This one was even more caricature of a character I didn't really like. Yeah. What's funny is this one is what I expected Momoa, the first movie to be. Yeah, didn't Momoa have like all the say in the story of this one though? That's what I had read that he came up with the story for this. And like, oh, here's where I, what I want it to be, and what I you know, he's going to be a father, all that kind of stuff. And so that's not great if he's the one taking control, and it makes him look the worst out mm-hmm. of all this. It maybe let James Wan do what he was hired to do, which is direct CG action how, sequences. How happy do you think James Wan is that this is done? That he can just go back oh, yeah. to making horror movies and not have to be. I mean, he got paid. And now he can go do whatever he wants to. I, I, I'm happy for him and all this because it just, oof, this seems like a miserable gig in a lot of ways, with the exception of the money, obviously. Yeah, I uh, mean the fir- the opening scene honestly had me kind of pumped because I think there is a world 
where an Aquaman movie can work. And the opening scene, I think it's seriously half a minute, if if not less, of the the ship being overtaken by pirates and Aquaman comes to save them, you know? If we go that direction I like with this, that idea, the voiceover kind of killed me. I couldn't right. handle it. If we go that that more that direction though, and less like Kingdom of Atlantis mm-hmm. hanging out underwater, look at my yeah. opulent <laughs> lifestyle type stuff, mm-hmm. I think that could work. Just like the Aquaman Aquaman's Godzilla. And we only he only pops out of the water every now and then when he's called upon mm-hmm. and he wreaks havoc when he does. Like that's the perspective we need, the land perspective of Aquaman. Yeah. Maybe that's where they can take it in the new DCEU. I don't know if, if they should ever try to resurrect this thing. It, it just, <laughs> just seems like a, a lost cause with the, the water stuff. Unless you're James totally Cameron agree. and you're going to spend yeah. a billion yes. dollars on shooting it for real or whatever he did for Avatar to to help with that. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty yeah. rough. I mean, Little Mermaid dealt with it this year with the underwater – dancing and all that kind of stuff just uh-huh. it's really got a got a, a uncanny valley yeah uh, thing to the to the extreme and like i mean I, look i know i was even in the minority but even avatar 2 to me had had some of that and that is well that's just because it's avatar know, uh, well but it's like <laughs> but it, you, you're talking about like a genius at what he does with billions of dollars at his disposal to make that thing and even still for me i was like i don't know this kind of looks a little bit weird you know wakanda forever had that effect last year where you're like i I mean there's other problems with that movie there are things i liked about it a lot more than i liked with this whatever but the the um the whole deal with the underwater stuff doesn't look great most of the time it's i think the more you can do on land the better but then it's like but how then then what's the point of him being here on some level it's it's mm-hmm. it's kind of tough I think at the end of the day, can if, if you're if you're redoing this whole world, um, and I, I don't know, maybe at some point in the not too distant future, we can have Shane on and we can just talk about like, okay, what's going to happen here? What's the recast as we're moving forward with this whole thing? You don't need um, you don't need standalone movies or branches of the franchise for Aquaman. You can have him pop into the Justice League and have a little B story that impacts or whatever, and have a purpose for him to be there without him having his own series of the movies. Cause th- I don't think that this works personally. Then they're going to point at that billion dollars and say, yeah, I think this, <laughs> this could work. If it's like, I'm, I'm totally with you. I am. Yeah. It's just, uh, they kind of had to do it because mm-hmm. it did make a billion dollars. So they'd be dumb not to try, but, um, you know, just a rewash of the original, Minus uh, a lot of the few things that made it great was uh, plus just bringing stuff back too for the kind of the sake of bringing it back. Can we get a new mm-hmm. villain in here? Can we get right. a new a new direction? It just felt literally like this. The first movie was made again in a lot yeah. of in a lot of ways. But um, no, no question. Now and, Patrick and, Wilson's good though. So <laughs> right, right. But I think that's another. That's kind of another miss here. Is just. I like Patrick Wilson. Actually, I think he's actually pretty. I think he was the best part of the movie in in a weird way. I, the Aquaman and his brother stuff. That's the best part of the movie, and it just uh, and and even some of that is kind of is, is pretty rough. Nicole Kidman's terrible in these movies. I don't blame her for this one especially because like she like we said she probably was on set for a day and a half. She's not good. That and right. 
I'll tell, I mean, I think that that Manta Ray, that Manta character is one of the all time worst villains. It is so Power Rangery. I can't. Yeah. I can't take it seriously at Real all. Bad. And I like I like Yaha, Yaha and, and I think he's been really good in some movies. He is awful in these. He is just genuinely mm. terrible. And maybe you can't blame any of it on him because it's just like freaking Power Rangers, like I said. But I can't stand it. I, I, I don't know how you don't introduce a different villain here after. The, oof, oof. There rough. really needs really to be. I I know people are going to make their money where they can make it. But I think there needs to be more of an understanding. Like if you're a prominent, somewhat prominent character in the MCU, you can't be a somewhat prominent character in the in the DC. Randall Park showing up at this confused me so much. Weird. Like what with what he's yeah. doing in in the MCU. And guys, I didn't want to believe it. In fact, I denied it until I left the movie and saw the credits. Martin Short doing the, paid, the Kingfish. I, paid. I recognize the voice. I'm like, there's no way. There's no way. <laughs> And then, yeah, just hoping it that it was like an AI Martin Short, you know, I'm hoping like, or somebody the they, like doing a Martin Short, like take inspiration from Jiminy Glick or something or whatever. But it was actually him. Man, we are it. getting a Kingfish uh, series on H on Max. So God, it's just gonna you. be. <laughs> uh, speaking of that, creature design terrible, oh, man, uh, really pretty pretty bad. The in the underwater casino just absolutely insane. So dumb. I'm really tired of Casino Planet, Underwater yeah. Casino, et cetera. Like, I just, this will be another question for Shane when he gets here, though. Can they not do the Phantom Menace thing where they're underwater, but they have these bubbles that keep the water out, and then they just swim into the bubbles and live under there? <laughs> I think that would go a long way with the believability. Like, remember, they kind of did that in Justice League, the the Whedon cut, and then James Wan was like, that is not going to be our movie. Oh, yeah, it's true. Well, I mean, maybe should be. I don't know. Like, I blocked that out of my head. so bad. The Whedon cut. It's so bad, man. I just, aesthetically, oof, I can't. I just can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah, pretty bad. So not only do they bring just, I mean, they, they must have came up with the action sequences and started rendering those out in 2020. And they're like, all right, we'll see you guys in the beginning of 2023 to shoot the stuff with people in it. Talk to y'all then. And then Amber Heard was like, I don't know. They're like, we don't know about you, Amber Heard. No, just kidding. Uh, I think she had one line in the movie. That's all I counted. So maybe <laughs> not, not great. Just I thought she was almost going to talk sometimes. And it was just cut away. Like she would be start smiling and laughing. It was just cut away. They could not. Do. They did. They, they cut around uh, her part or cut out her part as much as possible. It seemed like, even though she's the wife of the main character in the movie. And a lot of that has to do with their family, but the, don't know where I was going to go with that. So <laughs> totally, totally forgot. All right. Do we have any other big thoughts on, what this was, what it wasn't, you were whether we ever want it to be a thing again. we started, you were saying, you were texting us before you went into it, and you were hoping for more Amber Heard, right? Because <laughs> you were just like a big fan? Yeah. Just personally? As, just, as a person. Is just is just Amber Heard posters, yeah. right? Well, count us as the some of the few who were there 
to witness it. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Our kids are going to ask about this someday. Dad, were you there? <laughs> I was, son. I Coop was. was there, man. Coop and all his buddies were like, that was a lot better than I expected. I was like, oh, okay. It's fine. What did they expect? He did not dig Aquaman. We watched oh. it last week uh, just to get prepped for this. And I could tell he was like, I'm totally out on this. And so... I'm pretty sure if I would have just if I would have said, "Hey, are you sure you want to see this movie?" He would have been like, "No, I'm good." I didn't give him the out because I did not want to be there by myself um, to see Aquaman. Yeah, all of them were like, "Yeah, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I liked it." So I'll be able to hold that over their heads when they get older. But uh, that's where we're chain wallets are not a thing now. though with their age group. I mean, with us, they were huge. Not yet. So yeah, I understand it. Everything's cyclical. <laughs> that's right yeah i got i got coop one for for christmas but uh but i also got the pulp fiction wallet to go with it so it's, uh, <laughs> it's gonna be a big day at parties and the uh and kill the bill Johnson, yeah. truck <laughs> all right i'm gonna grade this one at a uh, d what about you brian yeah it, it's 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 a d for me i i it's right on the edge of worst 10 of the year for me not as bad as the flash mm-hmm. which is truly an abomination unto man and god but mm. but i did not enjoy and i'm glad that this is over so d richard uh d minus well there you go triple d's another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's uh, move on and hit a weekly recommend. Weekly recommend. All right, what you got for us this week? Richard? Yeah, I've got... Uh, I'm trying to pull up my, my books here. Um, I've got a, a, a interesting book called To Rule the Waves. It's about um, how basically superpowers are built on controlling the ocean <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and how like our world is really like basically... It, the history of who, who controls like navies and, and the oceans is, is uh, controls the power of the world. So just kind of a cool... Um, overall hi- historical narrative that's really well written, well written in a very interesting angle. So that's uh, that's my "To Rule the Waves" by Bruce Jones. I do remember the point I was going to make earlier that I that I forgot. The and it has to do with your book, by the way, uh, Richard. Uh huh. The oh yeah, I this guess movie couldn't just this be show, uh, this episode. <laughs> think about Aquaman couldn't just be like uh, you know popcorn entertainment. They had to try to work in a global warming slash pandemic. Uh, yeah satire into it too (laughs) and that really made me laugh sorry more like woke woman right (laughs) exactly go woke made a billion dollars when it wasn't woke yeah exactly yeah that's math awesome that's a ocean terrify terrifies me but i assume yeah they don't cover the the scary parts (laughs) yeah right no there's only only happy stuff in it (laughs) oh speaking of scary Sat down into this movie, and the first freaking trailer that comes on is is imaginary, like a full on horror movie. I'm like, oh. What are we doing here? <laughs> like, we got—I don't care if it's PG thirteen or not. We gotta, 
we got to understand the difference between PG-13 horror and PG-13 superhero. Like, I yeah. know, I'm sorry. I, little little gripe. Like, I got there late. Coop spent the night with with his friends. I bought movie tickets. They they all showed up with with uh, Justin. Brought his family, his kids, uh-huh. uh, Richard. Yeah. And and right when I got there, Justin got up to go get popcorn. Well, I had to. I regardless, I was sitting a row in front of them. Um, and <laughs> that trailer comes on. I turn around and look. Cooper and one of his friends have their. Most of them have their eyes covered, or they're like, "It's fine, whatever." <laughs> one of my little buddies is seven. He's sitting there just staring at the screen and I can tell by the look on his face. He's like, I don't want to watch this, but I can't look away. Like he's having that moment of like, what do yeah. I do right now? What do I do? I had to make him like, Hey, come here. And like had him come down and, and sit next to me so I could cover his eyes and stuff. And he just kept going. It's not that scary. It's not, it's not scary. It's not that scary. It's like, Why are we showing this? Why are we showing this trailer right now? Yeah. Uh, anyway, sorry. Sorry. I'm kind of with you. Unless it's a horror movie, don't show a horror trailer. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes, please. Yeah. Please, I the rating is less than about the, the it's it's less about the rating than it is about the, like the content of the movie and what kind of movie mm. we're seeing. I think anyway. Um. Okay, my weekly recommend is What If season two on Disney Plus. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever watched the first season of this. It's the the Marvel thing where they um each episode has a it's a it's a it's animated, and each episode. The they ask essentially ask a question of like what would happen if this was what happened in the Marvel movie or comics or whatever instead of what actually happened. So I think like the first one was what if Peggy Carter became Captain America instead of Steve Rogers, and they mm-hmm. kind of go into that. And one of them last year, like a really great episode, was a zombie episode, which was cool. Um, they've done a really a lot of cool stuff with it. Uh, this season they're releasing on Disney Plus they're releasing one episode every day through I think either like New Year's Eve maybe or something like that. So every day we wake up and there's a new episode there and some of them are re- some of them are, are like fine whatever. Some of them are very very good. So um it's been the first episode this season uh was just a full on Blade Runner episode which was really cool. And then, like the the one that they put out on Christmas Eve was a Die Hard episode. So it was Happy Hogan trapped in a in a, a skyscraper while uh, Sam Rockwell's who's that Hammer Justin Hammer I don't remember mm-hmm. uh, is like trying to take over the building and stuff. And so yeah, they're really fun. They're the animation's super cool, um, and I'm, I'm I'm really digging it so far. It's got like I don't know three three former episodes before it wraps up, but uh, kind of a cool concept. Just one a day. Instead of the the full uh, binge that you usually get with this stuff. Awesome! I'm going to recommend a documentary that uh, the wife and I watched uh, over the break. It's called "Pick of the Litter," and it came out in 2018. It's about guide dogs for the blind, and this is one of the most uh, I don't know. Uh, tearjerker docs i've ever seen but it follows these puppies from being puppies to guide dogs and all the steps that they have to go through to be approved to be a a blind guide dog because you know uh there's a lot of things that they have they can't do if, if if their owner can't see and things like that so really interesting just from like a educational standpoint but also i mean these little puppies 
become guide dogs. <laughs> so you get, I think there's five that it follows and uh, you find out at the end who becomes a guide dog for the blind. So pick of the litter is the documentary really good and uh, check it out. All right, there we go. Weekly recommends and a little Aquaman talk for you, but the show doesn't end here. We got VIP talk. We're wrapping up the year and all time flop movies. The movie we're talking about this week crashed an entire studio into the ground. <laughs> it is Heaven's Gate. We'll be talking about that this week in the VIP. Subscribe, madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. Start your 2024 off right as a VIP. Till next time, see you at the cinema. Goodbye. Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling Tossed salads and scrambled eggs And maybe I seem a bit confused Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged <laughs> But I don't know what to do With those tossed salads and scrambled eggs They're calling again Scrambled eggs all over my face They're making me ya-ya yeah, yeah. Silence is rambling